Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Betches Media presents. A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, brought to you by your two funniest friends. Which is Which us. Is us. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Caitlin. Hey, Elise. It is, you know, I I just want to start off with something positive in the world. Today, Beautiful. Paul Rudd was trending on Twitter when I woke up, and I had a brief moment of fear that something <laughs> was happening, and I was going to have to say things about Paul Rudd that were going <laughs> to break my heart. But then I just found out he was trending because he's awesome. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is a beautiful thing. We don't I don't get love, nice things anymore. I love that. I love to like, it, it, there is always that moment where you see a person's name trending and you're like, what is this going to be? This is horrible. I mean, as a Harry Potter person, the feeling that I feel oh. now when I see JK Rowling's name appear in my trending topics, the deep, the deep well of sadness <laughs> that pours into me <laughs> knowing yes. what is to come. It's nice when that doesn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like a bunch of Paul Rudd appreciation. And I was like, wow, I found new things to love about Paul Rudd. That's incredible. <laughs> Normally trending does not give you like, then you're like, oh no. And then he ran over a hamster and you're like, oh no, why would you do that? <laughs> um, but no, it's just like, oh, Paul Rudd did even this cool, cute, adorable thing that you'll love. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know he'd done that. That's was great. it? Was it related to anything in particular, or did people just come together and say, today we're honoring Paul Rudd? I think, I think the, the fact that Clueless is now up and running on Netflix ah. has probably, and then the youths have found it. I, I no longer qualify as a youth, I guess, because I, I will remember Clueless when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're I'm millennials. Now, we're not, not hot old. shit anymore. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, that's not that long ago. And then they're like, it's it's been over. It's been over twenty years. I'm like, whoa, whoa you can't just slander clueless and say it's old. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very young. It's very new. And they're oh. like, no, it's been a quarter of a century. Oh, time to die inside. <laughs> I'm like, oh. This? <laughs> to the news. <laughs> Time to die inside. Wow, that was a beautiful segment. Uh, so yeah, let's let's jump right into the news of the day. Uh, yesterday, Attorney General Bill Barr made a long-awaited encore appearance to the Congressional Judiciary Committee. Uh, specifically, Barr testified before the House Judiciary Committee about the Justice Department's response to the protests that have been going on against racism and police brutality, specifically using federal agents, troops, secret police, whatever you'd like 
to call them in unmarked vans to scoop people up in Portland. Uh, Bill Barr was the one who authorized federal agents to tear gas and disperse entirely peaceful protesters outside the White House. Uh, that feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, that was about um, 40 or 50 shattered norms ago. <laughs> so you can, <laughs> and I, as I was telling someone yesterday, about two weeks in quarantine time is roughly equivalent to 17 years. So yes. you just kind of, that was probably like half a century ago at this point, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, Bill Barr was behind that. That was when Trump walked out and took that, weird picture, picture with the, the bible, bible. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah during the that was during the peak of the black lives matter protests around yes. george floyd not that it's not still happening but yes. that that was the most visible moment and there were protesters in lafayette square and then they were like hey why don't we just tear gas these people who are definitely pro using their first amendment rights because there's no violence happening um yeah but, so that for yeah. a photo op at the national cathedral all all very disturbing uh, and actually happened quite recently. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, even more recently, Barr has sent federal agents to Portland to respond to what he yesterday called violent rioters and anarchists. Uh, these are the protests where the wall of moms were tear gassed and we've seen videos of veterans being gassed and beaten by police. Uh Democrats spent a lot of time comparing Barr's response to the protests against police brutality to his complete lack of response to the anti-social distancing protests, which had happened just a little bit before, in which uh, groups of white men brandished weapons. They actually, in multiple occasions, brought guns to like the state capitol and held them around. Uh, And they also threatened to lynch the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, and actually did burn the Kentucky governor in effigy outside of his home where he lives with his children, which I actually didn't read until or didn't know until reading it right now in the outline, which is insane. I was today years old when I realized that they threatened Stephen Bisher with uh, burning an effigy. That's yeah. Yeah, that's that's really messed up. Yeah, I, I imagine was an extremely scary night. Uh, yeah, here, uh, yo, those children are gonna need therapy. Please yeah. get it to them. Let's traumatize a bunch of children because I don't want to wear a tiny piece of cloth on my face. Yeah, or uh, or economies are more important than the people they're supposed to serve. In theory, we we have an economy, so that way we have can generate money, so we can take care of people. In theory, that's how it goes. Um, apparently not. No. That is not, not the thing. Um, No, we have people people. so that we can have an economy. (laughs) 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 That's why, get get on it. Make new babies for the capitalisms. Uh, We actually have a clip of Barr uh, talking to Rep. Pramila Jayapal, who I will just say was one of our guests on the CBS show I do, Tuning Out the News, and she was a wonderful guest, and she was very funny and played ball with our crazy characters very well. Uh, And this is a clip of her prodding him to explain his selective response to the protests. Let's listen to that now. Are you aware that these protesters called for the governor to be lynched, shot, and beheaded? No. You're not aware of that? I was not aware of that. Major protests in Michigan. You're the attorney general 
and you didn't know that the protesters called for the governor to be lynched, shot, and beheaded. So well, obviously you couldn't be concerned about that. Well, there are a lot you, of protests around the United States, and uh, on June Attorney 1st, Barr, I was worried about the District of Columbia, which is federal. protests in certain parts of the country. You're very aware of those, but when protesters with guns and swastikas I'm very, and I am aware of, flag, of protesters in the federal government. Excuse me, Mr. Barr, this is government. my time, and I control it. <clears throat> You are aware of certain kinds of protesters, but in Michigan, when protesters carry guns and Confederate flags and swastikas and call for the governor of Michigan to be beheaded and shot and lynched, somehow you're not aware of that. You take an aggressive approach to Black Lives Matter protests, but not to right-wing extremists threatening to lynch a governor if it's for the Trump's, if it's for the president's benefit. Did I get it right, Mr. Barr? I have responsibility for the federal government and the White House is the seat of the executive Mr. Barr, let branch, me just make it clear. You are the, supposed to Michigan authorities the can people handle, of the United Michigan States of America not violate people's First Amendment m- rights. You are supposed to uphold democracy and secure equal justice under the law, not violently dismantle certain protesters based on the president's personal agenda. It's a great clip. <laughs> it's... I I love this clip. It very it's all of like Maxine Waters energy mm-hmm. where she was just like not taking any any of the the spin, any of the the propaganda. Um I mean, I Democrats decided to use uh the protest response as like a compare contrast moment to kind of say like, "Hey, this is what you're doing not doing for white wing right wing extremism, white wing." <laughs> also accurate. Um and this is what you're doing for um, people who are actually peacefully protesting and you're instigating violence and you're, you're making people more defensive and all they're doing is peacefully um, protesting. Uh, so we see that this is being done based off the president's agenda and who he'd like to keep a light touch on versus people who are, um, he would like to suppress. And apparently the people with guns are totally allowed to do whatever they want. And the people without them are apparently supposed to be uh, uh, beaten out of their constitutional rights. <laughs> so, you know, um, Barr has spent a lot of time responding that he sees his job as the opposite, uh, that he needs to protect the president. And the job is to protect the president, which uh, since the the attorney general nepotism laws after the Kennedy's installed Bobby in the in the AG office has actually not been the job of the attorney general. Um, it was never officially the job description, but once we were like, hey, we see that sometimes people are putting people who probably shouldn't be in that job in that job, we're also going to say explicitly it is not about protecting the president of the United States. Um, yeah, actually, you know, it is funny to step back and think like, it is crazy that one time the president was like, and the attorney general is my brother. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit of a problem. It turned out fine because, like, Bobby Kennedy is actually a decent human being. Yeah. Um, so, so. But the precedent, process, as we're seeing, not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prop, props, I guess, uh, for that turning out okay in the end. But, like, yeah, Bill Barr has been, his entire job is to rationalize stuff. I was mentioning yesterday as I was watching stuff on Twitter for as long as I could tolerate it. So I had like a, a seven minute threshold where I was able to like watch stuff. And then I would just like start to break down and be like, nope, can't, can't do this anymore. Can't, can't continue watching this. Um, and I turned it off and I turned it back on like 
20 minutes later be like, ah, has it gotten more? Oh, no, nope, seven minutes, still gonna have to leave. Um, so I was like kind of live tweeting. And as I was, I was watching, I was very much like, Barr still hasn't delivered an unredacted Mueller report to Congress. Um, where are you in? Roger Stone's been convicted. Where, there's no ongoing cases that would justify not handing over an unredacted Mueller report. Still he's isn't going to happen. He's um, banking on people forgetting, and he's, he's right. He's yeah. right. He's like, I think people just are going to forget this, and he's, it's working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the same thing happens with Trump, right? Like, like, there's a lot that they're both doing, and, you know, Barr is a reflection of how Trump sees the law and the rule of law, you know, people are like, oh, Bill Barr's kind of doing it on his own. Like, he's doing it as an extension of an of a entire philosophy that sees your political opponents as obstacles to get over and to be destroyed um, and not as human beings who are also in this big experiment with you. Mm-hmm. And, like, so that's why yesterday I was like, um, I think we're a little bit post-democracy now. Like, it was official because even as I saw Democrats trying to hold accountable and doing, like, reasonable rational things i was like bill Barr's not answering these questions because he knows he doesn't have to there's no there's not gonna be any consequence to him saying like nah yeah i'm just gonna beat some moms sometimes i do feel like on the one hand obviously i am glad that (laughs) we still are able to take ask the attorney general to appear before congress and ask him questions and all that stuff but sometimes it does feel like these hearings are like the performance of accountability. And we always think afterwards, like, well, did we have the hearing? And it's like, okay, but nothing happened. He's still in his role. He's still doing whatever he wants. He's still, he, they, people lie during these things and aren't held to account for lying during them. Like, it's just this weird television spectacle that happens every couple of months. Yeah, and I'd also like to point out that Bill Barr actually ignored, like, a dozen congressional subpoenas to appear yes. over the last, like, year or so. Like, he's they've just been, like, issuing subpoenas, and he's been like, nah. And, like, there's no enforcement mechanism. Like, I, I, we were, maybe once this whole little experiment with fascism is over, we'll have a discussion <laughs> where we're like, you know what? Congressional subpoenas should come with real teeth. Where if the Congress expects you to appear in front of them, maybe you go to jail immediately if you don't comply. Like just immediately, <laughs> yeah, you're jail. arrested because you didn't immediately arrest you. Like people maybe this is some, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, people go to jail for not showing up for like parole hearings that they weren't able to get to because they didn't have like the dollar fifty to take the bus to get to the parole hearing and it's like they automatically go to jail but you can ignore 12 congressional subpoenas and remain the attorney general of the united states like it's insane (laughs) yeah you talk about disparities in the system like like bill barr is able to like just crush people's constitutional rights ignore laws ignore congressional subpoenas not give meaningful answers, say that his job is to protect the president from feeling sad. Um, which basically is like, but the president has feelings and sometimes those feelings are hurt. I was like, I feel like the children of Steve Share probably also have feelings that are horribly hurt by seeing their father's image set yeah. on fire outside yeah. of their home. Maybe 
we should be slightly more concerned about the people who found out his address and terrorized his children. Yeah. And him, before we go to, uh, President Trump feels bad. Because people are like, boo, Trump. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Speaking of the president's feelings, <laughs> that actually brings <laughs> us to our next, uh, our next piece of news here. President Trump also held a coronavirus press conference yesterday. Those are back and crazier than ever, uh, in which he defended his promotion of hydroxychloroquine. So first of all, I just want to say that hydroxychloroquine has at this point been disproven multiple times. (laughs) If you can Google it, you can look it up. It, It is not an effective treatment. It has basically failed every test of becoming an effective treatment for COVID-19. But Trump defended his obsession with hydroxychloroquine, probably because he's buying it or something. There's definitely a financial interest. And his financial interest also overlaps with Brazil and Russia's financial interest. And isn't that Uh, interesting? They had to corner the market on it, thinking that it was going to be a cure. And then they were like, oh, crap, it's not working. Well, make people buy it anyway. Um, Yes. 
Yeah. So he defended retweeting a video of discredited doctors that were promoting the drug that had enough information that it was actually removed by Twitter. Uh, it was actually removed by Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, which you know if Facebook Ooh. is is taking action. This video must have been crazy. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. actually tweeted it and had his account suspended for 12 hours. Which wow. Really sad. Um, it might really have been the sad. demon sperm thing. Was okay, that the, so, the demon yes. sperm doctor? I, we feel, are getting... I feel like once you say something like that, even Facebook's like, we can't let demon sperm continue to be a thing trending yeah. on our platform. Not until Facebook is manufacturing its own demon sperm and then suddenly the ad, <laughs> this ad will reappear. Once Peter um, Field needs a demon sperm sent to his house or something. So basically <laughs> what we're what Caitlin and I are discussing right now is that uh, this video contain one of the doctors in this video, sort of the main character of this video that he shared, is a doctor named Stella Emanuel. Uh, she's made, sorry, this is so crazy. So she has a YouTube channel in which she's made, uh, she claims that uh, doctors are making medicine with DNA from aliens uh, and that they're trying to create a vaccine to make you immune from being religious. <laughs> and she also says that most gynecological issues are due to demon sperm, which that you get in your body by having sex with demons and witches in your sleep. So. That sounds really fun and adventurous. <laughs> I wish I, I wish that's why I uh, endo was happening. I mean, at least then we would be like, "Wow, that's a fun." I mean, maybe it was messed up, but yeah, you know, like now I got to get it fixed. But hey, I had some really crazy kinky <laughs> demon sex. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so good news and bad news. Bad news, you have one cyst on your ovary. The good news, you had sex with a witch. <laughs> Please crazy. make sure you remember that, though. You got to kind of, got a Kodak moment that, although Kodak is now going into pharmaceutical products, so I don't know if you, Kodak moments exist oh anymore. God. Oh my God, I didn't, well, I definitely didn't that know that. That was the thing that Trump announced that he was going to give them like a $175 million loan or something to start producing, uh, uh, that was also part of yesterday's press conference. Just oh, in case yes. you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, he just juiced Kodak from a, a camera company to a pharmaceutical one. So that's exciting. It's, I mean, obviously the press conferences are all over the place, uh, but he spent the last several days retweeting fringe theories about hydroxychloroquine. One of the tweets claimed that Fauci had lied to America about the virus. And actually at the press conference, Trump ended up sort of <laughs> waxing poetic about why people prefer Dr. Fauci to him. Uh, he complained that Drs. Fauci and Deborah Burks have a higher approval ratings than him and the confidence of the American people. And he said, uh, they're highly thought of, but nobody likes me. It can only be my personality. To which I say, like, yeah, your personality sucks, dude. I mean, everything about Donald Trump sucks. There's nothing good about him. Like, I'm trying to think, like, I remember all the way back when three decades ago, when we had an election in 2016, and they were like, say one nice thing about your opponent. And Hillary is like, he has children, and they are fully developed human beings. <laughs> I was like, oh. 
literally <laughs> the thing you can say has reproduced the children don't mur- like have not <laughs> to this point murdered people now they will oh they will responsible <laughs> for deaths but like before the election they were not <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah she was like ivanka had a lovely wedding i don't know (laughs) um like that's the nicest thing she could think of to say (laughs) about donald trump that just gotten worse with the intervening years we've just been like oh there's really no redeemable qualities including his children as pointing out yeah donald jr just got just got knocked off of twitter Twitter. for retweeting the demon sperm doctor (laughs) Exactly. And it's also, it's just so funny to me that, like, the real, like, if I had the realization, like, damn, nobody likes me and it's because of my personality, that would be, like, a moment of self-reflection in my life. But for Donald Trump, it's it's not at all. He's like, nobody likes me because of my personality and that's their fault. <laughs> he He literally only sees reflections in mirrors. That's it. He, like, he doesn't, he doesn't have the ability or capacity to understand that there's, he could look at himself, like, without looking in a mirror, like, just processing who he is. <laughs> that, I don't think he's capable of that. I don't think he's capable of that. I actually don't. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Caitlin, should we get into this last story? About how Trump is going, you and what army, about enforcing DACA? <laughs> yes, yeah. that one, that one. Yeah, so um, in addition to trying to poison the American public and spreading disinformation backed by uh, hostile regimes, the president of the United States has decided that uh, just because the Supreme Court says you can't do something doesn't mean you can't do something. I mean, who is going to stop him? Uh, very Andrew Jackson energy right there. Yes. Um, so despite the these, I mean, very literally, racist and terrible. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and also told by the Supreme Court, don't do this thing. And he was like, I'm going to decide if I want to. Um, so, uh, President Trump is going to, uh, ignore, uh, the Supreme Court of the United States and say that he will try to roll back DACA by refusing to accept new applicants. Um, two weeks ago, a court in Maryland told the administration to start accepting new DACA applicants. Uh, the administration was basically like, I can't hear you. Or, like, the equivalent of, like, trying to poke you in the back seat when you have a, a sibling and just being like, I'm not touching you. And just staying, like, right above your skin. You're like, this, this feels like a hostile thing, you know? And yeah. so they're just doing that, but with DACA, where they're like, I'm not, we're not going to do it. Um, <laughs> they're suggesting, like, we need a comprehensive review of this policy, even though, again, it's been very reviewed. The Supreme Court looked at it. Yeah. Courts have looked at it. They've all said, hey, this is pretty much fine. You have to continue doing it. And the administration will continue to renew DACA protections for the roughly 6,400 
uh, 40,000 immigrants who already have them, but only for one year, not for two years, as previously the policy, throwing the lives of almost over half a million people, uh, Americans in effect, uh, yeah. into uh, chaos on a rolling basis. Um, just in case anyone has, I've never had personally uh, experience with our immigration system, but I have friends who have, and it is terrible. Uh, even when you have money and resources and you are not uh, a brown person, it's pretty also terrible. And yeah. uh, it's gonna, it's very destabilizing to have to wonder whether or not you're going to be allowed to live in the country that you've lived in for your whole life. Every year. Every, Every year. year. It's like, as, and and I imagine that the process, and this this I don't know, but I imagine that the process of applying and all that stuff and getting all your documentation together and like doing whatever it is you have to do also takes time. So it's really, it's probably every six months that these yeah. DACA recipients have to go through the anxiety and the emotional turmoil of trying to make sure they have everything in order to get their DACA status renewed, which is probably extremely traumatizing, I can only imagine. I mean, I yeah. have a friend who was immigrating. I mean, she's a white British woman. She is married to an American citizen. So it's like all of the stuff that should make it super easy process. And both of them are like Harvard educated lawyers. They had to hire an outside lawyer to help them with all of the paperwork because it was completely unintelligible and like none of the forms made any sense and like you would get one form that's like please refer to form b of something else and then so you have to go find a completely other thing like none of the documents are linked to each other it's a really really intense process even in the best of circumstances yeah and i i really think that um i mean like to some degree, yeah, it's, like, a very dark joke to compare this to Andrew Jackson, who, like, again, was probably the president most responsible for the, um, outside of, like, Teddy Roosevelt, for the ongoing genocide of Native peoples. Yes. Um, but when you think about it, like, this kind of pressure put on people, especially people who are, I mean, in effect, they're, they're, they're Americans. They're just not legally citizens of the country but like they've never been anywhere else most of the time even for people who have when they came when they were like six or seven their 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 lives are here yeah you know to to do this um has been already they they kind of had to be classified based off a very narrow set of rulings many of them have family who don't qualify for daca but are are protected were protected under obama by their daca status and allowed them to kind of stay tethered with them and and keep their families intact they're under a tremendous amount of pressure we have ice on the streets now in several cities in you know major um major metropolitan areas um from Portland, but they're also being, there is also intent to send them to Detroit, intent yeah. to send them to Wisconsin, you know, like, it's a lot of pressure on people. And I think, like, it can't be understated how insanely cruel this policy is for no reason. Yes. It is an incredibly cruel, reckless, racist, a painful thing for a very close to a million people. And that's not even counting the people in their lives who are also affected by it. And, you know, it, sometimes I feel like we've gotten to a point where we're, like, numb 
because everything hurts so much that it's easier to like turn it all off um, when it comes to news, which I totally understand because I yeah. uh, make like extremely gallows humor jokes and uh, try to be not thinking about the implications of everything <laughs> all the time. Like if you do, you'll go insane. Yeah, it's, like, oh. it's completely overwhelming. It's completely overwhelming. But at the same time, it's kind of nice to sit down and realize, like, oh, wow, he's really a terrible human being and not, like, a character in some sort of political play. This isn't, like, Hamlet, where he's just like, ah, oh, he's an annoying twat, but whatever. He's just a fictional character. Like, no, he's really running the country. Yeah. 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 He's, he's creating real terror on the street for these people and their families. And that is a tactic. That is, it's a thought out tactic. It's not just like the, the repercussion of the policy. It's the point of the policy. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Server wrote the cruelty is the point. Yes. And like, you should always keep that in mind whenever you're like seeing Trump do something like the, the high, uh, oh my God, the hydroxychloroquine. I had forgotten how to pronounce that because I thought we had moved on. I Sorry. had also <laughs> thought we moved on and it's like, of course not. Of course Now not. I have to go back to remembering how to pronounce that and read it. <laughs> and when you spend all your day, like, not saying things aloud because you're just sitting in your own space, <laughs> you, I'm, like, forgetting how to say I dropped the chloroquine. Um, but, like, they that, – that is a, a plan because, yeah, it's going to institute pain, but mostly it's going to make him money. And, like, it's either one of two things. Either he's doing it because he's a genocidal racist or he's doing it because he's going to make money. Or both. That is, there are only three options. <laughs> it's got to be, I'm a corrupt piece of shit, I'm a genocidal racist, or both of these overlap somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh, no! We, and we were able to really <laughs> get two birds with one stone on this one. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty much. All right, well, I think that that brings us to the end of the episode. I, I feel like we've, we've gotten to the heart of this administration at this point, so... <laughs> democracy is dead uh yeah (laughs) so until the return of democracy i'm elise morales i'm caitlin bird and this is the betches sup podcast the betches sup podcast is produced by sean kilby and amanda duberman our podcast managers are mike coscarelli and sean kilby social media by amanda duberman artwork by Brittany levine be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.